Final Word Daily, coming to you live from Ranchi. I'm Cameron Punsaby. I'm joined today by Daniel Norcross. As ever, these episodes are brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. And also, as ever, Daniel Norcross is going to run us through what happened today in 30 seconds. Go. England won the toss and elected to bat on a pitch that was at its most spicy in the morning session. They found themselves in Akash deep, deep trouble when three wickets went down in double quick time. It... Well, it couldn't have been four because it would have been the same man twice. We'll come to that later as a bold off a no ball was the most spectacular moment of the day. Then Joe Root played the way Joe Root often does play on slow, low wickets when he can't get under the ball to do reverse ramps. And he realised the match situation. He compiled his 10th 100 against India more than any other human being in tandem with Ben Folks. It got England to a position of some respectability before Folks gave his wicket away. A tremendous knock, though, by Ollie Robinson at the end took England seven wickets down just over 300 it feels par for the course just about on a pitch that's playing some unusual tricks here and there but not all the time I think the key in your summary there is the uncertainty we're left with for all the talk of the pitch for all of the one individual Ben Stokes dismissal it's fine it's okay I think it's going to get faster it's going to spin start to spin more so I think England will be the happier of the two sides at the end of today but my base level emotion leaving the 90 overs that we had today was that was really fun. That was an excellent day's cricket. The Heretic. morning session in particular. I, <laughs> I, sue me. I enjoyed watching the sports I like. What, what else am I meant to do? I had, a, I had a quite nice moment before Zach Crawley did the press afterwards and I had a kind of very brief chat with him. I was like, that was really, that was good, wasn't it? That was, that was an enjoyable thing to have watched. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, you're part of it. And that morning session, let's start at the beginning to almost go slightly in chronological order today. Just the most thrilling 25, 27, however many overs of cricket it was. Third ball of the day, Mohamed Siraj does bowl a bouncer, but it takes everyone by surprise, no least uh, Zach Crawley, and it hits him on the gloves. Everyone goes, oh my goodness me, is this the pitch playing up? No, it was a short delivery. It was meant to be a bouncer. But because it was so lively, England's players, England's batters felt the need to attack. So there was an amazing four ball sequence where Zach Crawley hit three fours and then the most beautiful six over mid-wicket off Mohamed Siraj. And all this was playing amongst Akash Deep having the debut of dreams. He did get Zach Crawley out in very dramatic fashion. However, he overstepped, no ball. And the, thing, the weird thing about these no balls now is it's not like it used to be seven years ago where they only checked the wickets so you might have bowled four no balls beforehand and just didn't know it just happened to be his first ever no ball in test cricket coincided with what should have been his first ever wicket but it then moved into the most exciting over where he dismissed Ben Duckett for actually his first wicket he then got Ollie Pope two balls later LBW and then two balls after that or one ball after that he got Joe Root, not out LBW, but they reviewed and he just outside the line. It was enthralling. It was thrilling. Daniel, what did you make of it all? I really loved watching him bowl. Um, and it was so unusual because it was so different from what happened the rest of the day, really, because the pitch had some real pace and life and fun and joie de vivre in it. And you could sort of imagine 
um, you know, a seamer's paradise, really, because there was a serious deviation off the wicket. But I guess that's a first morning wicket, isn't it? There's a bit of moisture in it. And that's what you've got to try and get through. And England didn't really get through it. Um, I still can't quite work out Pope's dismissal. I've watched it lots of times. And uh, it, 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 it was LBW of his second ball, and he'd come advancing down the wicket. And I thought for all the world that would have been going over the top, but the replay had it kind of plateauing a bit. So I'd maybe because the pitch itself isn't as bouncy. And of course, we discovered how unbouncy the pitch was, but because there are a few cracks in it. I mean, not really serious ones. We're not talking, by the way, let's be really clear. We are not talking indoor last year when Australia played against um, of course. against India, where it turned square, where Pujara was undone by an absolute monster delivery from Lyon in about, what, about 40 minutes into the match. It's not that. It's that it was low. And in that first hour, it wasn't slow. And it got increasingly slow. But then I think in part, it was made to look slower by the methodology that England's batters employed. So rather than lurching at the ball, um, folks and and Root were particularly keen to play off the wicket. Anything that was slightly wide of off stump, they played off the back foot, which tends to make things look slower if the batter hits it, because you think that they've got loads of time. Um, and you know, and if it was straight, Root especially tended to play the ball off the front foot, which, again, made it look like he was in complete control of, of, of the danger ball. But that morning session, I mean, England trying to counter-attack because they knew they were in trouble, going hard, that Crawley over you've described, absolutely mesmeric stuff. Um, and it all ended, the session ended, with that remarkable Stokes dismissal. You don't often see batters walk when they're given out LBW. Stokes stru- just turned on his heels and departed. I think, um, just quickly, before we move on, I think it was very important to notice that there, Daniel, you're once again playing into the DRS corruption brought out by the BCCI uh, thing we were always accusing you of and I knew that you always thought all along but we'll just leave that to one side um, I remember talking to an Indian colleague Kartik Krishnaswamy who was on the show earlier just before this test match and he was saying that weirdly he thought England's best route to victory in this test if it was going to be a spinning wicket was to lose the toss and for India to bat the Australia series last year three of the four matches I believe were won by the team chasing and it just seems to be for that very reason you were talking about that on the first morning, the first two sessions of day one was actually when it was the hardest time to bat because there was life in the surface. It was zipping around and teams were getting bundled out in a way they weren't expecting to. Now, you'd be bonkers to win the toss and say, we'll have a bowl. No one's going to do that. And it's a massive departure from kind of, what's the word, conventional logic or like assumed knowledge. But I think England have done really well across a couple of points here because they have been borderline spooked by this wicket the whole time. There's, there's apps, both privately and publicly, they weren't happy with it. They were looking at it this morning and they were concerned. They were like, we need to make sure we get a bat and there's going to be a problem here. But they've been very sensible in two things that they've done. The first thing they've been sensible with was their selection, where rather than panicking and adding Dan Lawrence into the team and saying it's going to be a 200-all kind of shootout, let's get another person who could blast a 30, they went, no, we're going to pick a finger spinner who we think will suit the conditions better and keep our batting line up as is in Sherb Bashir. Then today, with that Ben Stokes delivery, which was comical, it was to kind of a sign of things potentially to come in 48 hours. There is the chance to panic there. 
if you're Ben Folks or you're Joe Root, in that instance, you're going, shit, that might happen to me. We need to score our runs now. And instead, they kind of bunkered in. And I think part of that is because Joe Root is a player who wouldn't choose to bat in a certain attacking manner. And Ben Folks is a player who can't play in that attacking manner. So it's kind of a, a situation forced upon them. But as you say, the wicket got a bit, looked a bit slower. They bedded in. They were going along at two and a half and over. And would you like a statistic, Daniel? Because I'm going to give I, you a statistic. I, I, I genuinely would love a statistic. So, in India, I believe in the last, I think since 2017, there's been 21 uh, century partnerships. Four of the slowest 10 have come here at Ranchi, which has only hosted three test matches in that time, including this one. I think I've got that vaguely almost correct. So, this is a ground, this is a wicket that has lived to deceive. Here in 2017 or 16, Adam was causing a a kind of diplomatic issue because it was the stitch up of the century and then it turned out to be a slow wicket and a kind of Australia piled on runs and India piled on runs. And we might have the same situation here. Are we all going to look really stupid? I don't know. But it was a astonishing. No, I was going to say astonishing. Though. I was going to go too super, superlative about Joe Root's century. It was an excellent century. And I think in a way, it was the most assured of the series so far. And what I mean by that is, with Jaiswell's double tons, with Ollie Pope, Shubman Gill and Ben Duckett, you didn't know what was going to happen next ball. It was exciting and riveting throughout. Joe Root was there. He was an obstacle. You knew he was going to be a presence, a solid presence throughout. And as Zach Crawley, Zach Crawley said at the end of the day's play, he's England's best ever player. Best ever, Daniel. What do you make of that? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to get down that path. I mean, their best ever, best ever player was probably in both of them. I imagine to have um, ever played the sport. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly their most um, assured and technically gifted all-round batter. Uh, I will go with that. But um, okay. yeah, I, there were a whole number of reasons why I think he played the way he did, and I don't think it was in response to the criticism that he got for the way he got out in the previous Test match. One of the key differences was that Bumrah wasn't available. And where he's come unstuck is the reverse swinging ball, targeting those pads, coming back into him. He, he struggles with that, as, as anybody would, because Bumrah's very, very good. Um, the other thing that was very noticeable was that the last two tests, but nobody really talked about Roots batting in the first test match, largely because England won and it was all about Ollie Pope. That was when they batted first. In the last two test matches, they've batted second. And Root has bowled about 25 oh. overs every time. So... You got, yes. I mean, it was very noticeable in the, the last game that he actually got sort of hand cramps at one point. He hadn't been batting for any length of time. And I imagine if you're a part-time off-spinner and you're bowling as much in the heat that Joe Root was doing, that is going to be a bit discomforting and you're not going to be used to it. He didn't have that particular problem. And thirdly, he assessed that the pitch was low and slow. Now, when it's low and slow... The, the mileage for the reverse ramp, those kind of shots, isn't quite there because getting underneath it is devilishly difficult. So I think he just assessed the conditions as he and he assessed the conditions in previous games. He just didn't execute the plan that he had or he was undone by the brilliance of Bummer. On this occasion, he assessed the conditions and he executed it perfectly well. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a sublime hundred. It wasn't filled with many memorable shots, a couple of nice drives. I mean, the most memorable thing about it really was his... A terrific ability 
to judge line as well as length because as I was saying earlier it was, it, there was a great graphic they put up on the TV showing when he went back and when he went forward and the, the length of the ball wasn't hugely different and you would always imagine that the length of the ball is going to determine whether you play off front or back foot that is how we learn the game but for Root the line was a significant part of it as well so when he had a little bit more comfort that his stumps and pads were not going to be brought into play he allowed himself that extra time to go deeper and to try and find those little gaps or to knock it off his pads into the onside going deep in his crease and that's when you see Root at his very best it's very much like his debut actually when he, he came forward a little bit too much in the first innings of his debut and then he sort of reined it back a bit and got more onto the back foot he's, he's a quick learner um, it was a great knock but as you say and as you said right at the beginning I don't know if it's going to be match-defining because I can see India wrapping up England's tail quickly tomorrow and batting all day because there's not a lot of spite there at the moment. Of course, the ball could hit cracks and it could go low and all sorts of things may happen. But I think India, as you said in, in talking to Krishnan, I, I kind of agree um, that they won't be too displeased to be batting second. They might be displeased to be batting fourth, depending on what the target is. But batting second... I think they're in with a decent chance of racking up a score. England are in a position now where kind of runs, time is almost as valuable a currency as runs going into tomorrow. You just want to put time into the wicket so you're going to have that opportunity to bowl later in the match in the fourth and final innings. And we're saying like, we're obviously praising Root for his innings because it was a superb innings. And, but England was so close. They were, they were living very happily, but very delicately for much of the afternoon session. The afternoon session, to be honest, it was reminding me of kind of spinach as a child and you go like, I know this is good for me, but it's quite dull watching these guys like go along at two and over. And for all the talk of, again, Stokes' dismissal will be pointed to as a ball that's misbehaved. For the most part, India have got their wickets through fantastic bowling, in particular, fantastic seam bowling. Uh, even late in the day, Mohammed Siraj's delivery to get Tom Hartley was a stunning ball, wonderful bowling from him. And at the start of the day, Akashdeep was just putting together a fantastic spell. He came in, he was a surprise debut. We said on this show, everyone was reporting that it was going to be Mukesh Kumar who kind of came back into the side. And actually, Akashdeep leapfrogged his Bengal teammate. They share a state team to make his debut. He's got an amazing story, well, a very tragic story in that he lost both his dad and his brother within six months of each other a handful of years ago. His mum was here to watch him get his cap. He'd stopped playing. He wasn't going to be a cricketer. And he's had this massive, very exciting rise to the Indian national team. And once again, it turns out you could pick just the depth, the depth, the strength and depth of India, perhaps not surprisingly, <laughs> wonderful, superb, it was just a great... Um, I thought about this when I was coming into the ground yesterday and we were driving along and there's a ground, there's a school and a cricket pitch just beside the stadium here. And it looked like a, just a kind of schoolboy game. They didn't look that old and I kind of didn't really think much of it. And then I noticed the wicketkeeper was standing miles back on this kind of scorched outfield, like hard on the elbows, hard on the knees. I went, how quick is this lad going to bowl? I saw him run in, perfect action. He actually shoved it down leg side, fell over a little bit. And the keeper was launching off over to his left, taking this amazing stunner down leg side, basically on concrete. I went, fucking hell, they could have a game as well. They'd be fine. <laughs> and it was just, it's been the most wonderful series. I think I'm relieved that England have started well. I know that is my bias showing, 
but my bias is mainly targeted towards Toole and Dharma Charlotte and wanting a decider. It'll be the first time in 29 years that a five-match test series has gone to the fifth match at Toole. Right, I think we're going to move on to the final word, Hall of Fame. Do you agree with me? Yes, I agree. Yeah, go for it. I've got the ad copy. Oh, yeah, go for it. So I've got to be ready. I can't wait. And also what's the problem is I write, I write it with my hands and it, it's, not, it's not great. My handwriting's got worse, I think, in, in my uh, later 20s. Yeah, anyway, I've noticed that, the final take, word... Take, it seems to take you forever to read it, but it's always brilliant copy, whatever it is. It's always yeah, thoroughly it's, engaging. It's fucking impossible to read. Uh, right, the final word, Hall of Fame, is brought to you as ever by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. Right. Yesterday, we talked about muscles, the kind of rippling muscles you can only get at PT Pods. Well... Today we're going to talk about muscles of a different kind. Australian electronica musician Muscles and his 2007 hit Ice Cream. And if you love ice cream as much as you like tenuous links and references, that was my fault, I genuinely could not read what I wrote. And if you love ice cream as much as you like tenuous links and references meant for no one, you'll love going to Westfield Club, joining the Westfield Club. When you sign up, you can claim a free ice cream from Badiani Gelato. Ice cream so good that will make you forget this ridiculous meandering ad copy. There are plenty of chances to win freebies and discounts when you sign up to Westfield Club. So Google Westfield London or Westfield Stratford City today. Join the club, claim your free ice cream and then lose yourself in the wonder that is Muscle's 2007 album, Guns, Babes, Lemonade. Um, there you go, Daniel Norcross. Well, I mean, that might be your best effort yet, really. Um, Thank you very I mean, much. Unfortunately, I'm not quite the target audience for um, uh, for ice cream. I, I'm not really into sweet things. I, I'm more of an umami kind of guy. I mean, if they had a Marmite ice cream, Absolutely. I'd consider it, or snail ice cream, uh, which they might well. Uh, but most of my Wonderful. colleagues absolutely well. adore ice cream, and some of the finest cricketing minds in the world adore ice cream. If you're one of those finest cricketing minds and you don't have sensitive teeth like me and you aren't put off by sugar, get down there now. I feel like if Shea Bruce did you an ice cream, you'd be, you'd be into that. You'd, be, you'd really enjoy that. Uh, I think that could be yeah. your way into it. Yeah, I normally have the cheese board at Shea Bruce. <laughs> the problems, hey? The problems you face in life, Daniel. Right. <laughs> Give me a moment of your favourite moment of the day for the Hall of Fame. Well, you've, you've already mentioned one of them, which was the Crawley over, the 4-4-4-6, which was um, hilarious in its own way. But I can't see beyond. Um, you've described Akashdeep's story, and it seems a bit mean of me to, to pick this moment, but the aesthetic beauty of his first non-wicket was so extreme. The way that the stump cartwheeled, was delicious. It sort of went about five or six times. It was very, it was very watching Curtly Ambrose and getting one to keep a bit low at Port of Spain and the, and the stumps just exploding. And the tragedy of it is, I mean, it's not a tragedy. Other things are far more tragic than that. But the, the sadness of it is that um, we probably won't replay that over and over again. So I think it's important that the final word Hall of Fame keeps the spirit of that absolutely scintillating moment alive that for me is Wonderful. my hall of fame a sliding doors moment of beauty there's something quite haunting about that the idea Isn't that we've it? lost such a moment of ecstatic joy right my um to to play into what you said earlier about being a man who's savory over sweet i completely agree 
my Hall of Fame moment today, and I don't know if this is allowed, but it's actually the breakfast I had at Rancher Cricket Stadium, which consisted of a sugar-laced chai, which was quite sweet, uh, four biscuits, and eight fish fingers, which were potentially the nicest fish fingers I've ever had in my life. I don't know if you're meant to start your day with deep-fried fish and... Uh, kind of like after no they weren't after eights but they were kind of like nice biscuits as in the brand and um i cannot wait to start my next th- the next three days of my life like that did you did you, a, a, a did you get a did you get a nice little chutney that went because i mean a, fi- a good fish pakora is about the most delicious thing in the world was there a sort of like a minty sauce or anything well this is the thing not required oh i'd be all for that if there was a sauce there i'd be like yes that would suit maybe some kind of as you said a chutney a tartar sauce-esque Acid to cut through the fat, all that nonsense. But no, just each bite was got better and better. I gave one to my colleague to just to, to confirm How generous of you. what I was experience was correct. I went, this is delicious, isn't it? And he went, oh my God, that's, that's great. And I was like, yes, I'm going to go and get 10 more. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with more Fish Fingers and we'll be back tomorrow with more Final Word Dailies. As ever, they brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. Go and sign up to the Westfield Club, get your free ice cream, go and book a PT pod. Get a pump on, get some muscles, have some ice cream. What a day. England finish maybe in the ascendancy, maybe not. And that's why it's a good test match. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below or on Twitter, YouTube, wherever. We'll see you then. Bye.